All right, what's up, friends? I want to take you back to a conversation. I had this around Thanksgiving, and we talked about thankfulness and giving. It's fitting. So, Kira Williams is on the receiving end of what CDC Tampa is doing. I'll explain what that organization is in just a bit. Meantime, Victor Mandia is Director of Insurance Operations at Jaffe Tilchin Wealth Management. You'll hear him talk about how he's helping people across Tampa Bay. Also, Rhonda Watts with CDC of Tampa broke down her emotional connection to giving. Rhonda, we'll start with you. CDC, what does that stand for? Corporation to Develop Communities of Tampa. Where did this all start? So we started in, you mean our organization? Yes, ma'am. We started in 1992 um, over in East Tampa to alleviate poverty and blight in that area. Um, and we just celebrated our 30th year. 30 years of giving back to the community. Yes. When did you come on board? I came on board in March of 2019. And what does it feel like for you to be a part of something that has really tried to do its part to help folks out? So it has been an amazing journey uh, so far. We do so much for the community. Um, we build affordable housing. Um, we do youth leadership in the high schools. And we also do workforce development. And so we're able to help a lot of people through our programs. And Kira, um, how has the program helped you? The program has helped me a lot. I actually got introduced to the program by Career Source of Tampa Bay. I had did their um, summer program and we had did a job fair and you walk around, you know, trying to find different jobs. And I came upon the CDC of Tampa table and Ms. Alexandria and Mr. Dave Jones was there and we talked a little bit. I got the information and then I had um, started an uh, um, internship with them. And ever since then, they taught me a lot about how to um, behave in the workforce, how to how to um, come to an interview, how to dress for an interview. Um, just they just helped me a lot and helped my family a lot. They helped me grow a lot. We talked about mental health. We did um, first aid. You know, just a lot of different things. They helped me within myself and my family, and I'm so so grateful. Well, I'm grateful that you were able to benefit from this program, Kira. Um, there's a lot of things that we don't even know that we don't know, right? Yeah. And so what was that experience like for you? How eye-opening was it, the training? It was very eye-opening because it's a lot of stuff that's open to the youth, but it's not close range. So for a CDC to be in the community and so close range for me to get to and from work because I was doing the internship, it was beneficial because I got paid for the internship mm -hmm. and I got paid with um learning different stuff and it's just like me being a singer and me soon to be going out into the um real world it just had a better prepared me for it um and and Victor I see you you nodding your hair your head in agreement here uh, this this obviously strikes a chord with you as well it, it does. It's incredible that there's organizations out there that can help people really get out there and improve their lives by the training, the, 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 the pointing them in the right direction and giving them the knowledge required to become successful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we talk about tough times and times get tougher if we don't do anything in the midst of that storm. So then on the back end of that storm, you have folks who, 
want to do for themselves, but they, they don't quite know how. And yeah. it's, it's got to be beneficial all the way around. I'm sure all three of you can kind of speak to this. Uh, we'll start out with you, Victor, the fact that everybody needs somebody. Nobody gets anywhere by themselves. I, I would agree. Um, I personally wouldn't be, in, you know, I would be nowhere if I didn't know somebody or have somebody point me in the right direction to help me acquire the skills, training, uh, education, to put myself in the position to, to be successful at some point. Um, and what the CDC does is just, it's amazing how they can touch and expand their, their, their assistance to so many people in, in the community. And Rhonda, if you care to expound on that thought a little bit, because, um, you know, we know that um, the housing problem has just been exacerbated of late. As we talk about rent prices, I moved here about two years ago, and unbeknownst to me, as a journalist, I feel like I should have known this, but I didn't. Unbeknownst to me, there's no cap on the rent, mm -hmm. and the housing prices have have grown astronomically as well. So you guys are likely seeing more people lining up for help. So we are. Um, and in order to assist with that issue, you know, we own two apartment complexes um, that are specifically for people that are 80% or below um, the area median income. So if you think rent prices are hard for people with higher incomes, think about those people with lower incomes. Um, and the challenges that they face. So our apartment complexes um, uh, cater to those people who may need a, a leg up uh, with rental assistance. Also, we have a community navigator program with, uh, in partnership with United Way that also is assisting those people who are at risk of eviction. And so um, we have someone that is out there that can navigate those people um, either through the legal system or through uh, financial assistance as well to be able to uh, prevent homelessness um, through eviction. One pay one paycheck away for a lot of people. Exactly. <laughs> and and Victor, how have you helped the CDC help the community? Well, quite frankly, the the my first introduction to the CDC was last Thursday when we were at, at uh, the high school handing out meals to the community. Um, we have been handing out. Jaffe Tilton has been handing out meals for the past decade or so. We've fed over 1,500 families. And this past Thursday, we handed out 250 full holiday meals um, to the food insecure families in the area of, of the, uh, the high school. And the CDC was there and they helped organize it and set it up and make sure the proper people were getting the meals and that the meals were distributed to those that, that were in need. So uh, I think it's fantastic. And I'm, I would really like to get together more with the CDC to see if there's more that we, we, we can do to really help expand their reach and, and our reach in the community. How do you have such a connection, a genuine connection with folks who are in need? Were you all uh, once in need of, of help yourselves? No, no, it's not that. Um, we just like to try to provide help to the people in the community that are that are needing it. And we, we hooked up with the Hillsborough County School District for the last, you know, 10, 12 years, uh, if you will, and, and really found that they are helpful in identifying the families in need because they, they know. They have the, the children to the families in the schools that are either 100% assistance or 80% assistance when it comes to food. So one of the key elements that we like to try to help with is providing meals to, 
to families in need and through Hillsborough County. And, and we just like to, we just like try to help as much as we can. And we want to try to expand it every single year, not just the food, but we've given some money to scholarship programs as well. And anything that we can do to help give back, we want to try to do. What's the most surprising part for you, Victor, as you see the need out there continuing to grow? The numbers. I, I mean, it's just the numbers of people that are in need is, is it, it's sad, really, um, between housing, between inflation, food insecurity. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. And, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be people who are not who don't have homes or who don't have jobs. It could be your neighbor that needs money, that needs food, that needs help. You don't, you just don't know who it is anymore. Um, it, it, the, the dynamic of, of families in need has changed and it has to, it, people need to, to help. I mean, just, you just need to help. A lot of people hide the need for help really well. For sure. They? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. They have to, they have to live a certain lifestyle or, or look a certain way uh, maybe make less secure financial decisions to keep up that appearance, but then they can't put food on the table or, or, or they can't pay their rent next month. They live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And that's sad. I think, I think what needs to change is not, is the understanding of financial responsibility as well. What is it like for you to hear this, Kira? What, what is this like for you to hear? It means a lot that people like Victor and the CDC help. Um, it's just, I like the fact that it's like in the heart of the community and it's just not random people that they're just giving out turkeys or meals or whatever it being to random people. And they, they're really doing it because they're, they want to help and they're not doing it for the media and how it looks because after COVID, a lot of the world is still trying to find a way to get back into the motion of things. So with them doing this, it really means a lot. My family actually had was able to get a turkey and it helped a lot because it took some stress off my mom not to be able to worry about how she's going to get the turkey or make a meal because Thanksgiving is all about family and stuff and that just took a lot of stress out of her off of her and in CDC they helped a lot um my mom actually was in the home buyers program they helped her a lot with the um she was going through an eviction they helped her with that and so I'm just very very grateful and they really do a lot and it's working because I see, I be seeing a lot of homes built in my community, like right down the street, it's like three houses built down that they're finishing and it's fast and it's, it's helping, it's doing a lot. Kira, what do you want people to understand about folks in need out there? Because as Victor was just telling us, a lot of people are able to hide it really well that they might need some help. What do you want people who don't struggle to know about those who are just trying to make it week to week? Um, I want people to know that it's hard and it's real. And just cause you, cause I feel like a lot, even in the, especially in the black community, a lot of people don't want to ask for help. So they're not receiving help maybe because they're ashamed or they're scared or maybe just don't know where to get help. So maybe making it more available in our communities, like I said, like how they're doing. Cause yeah, it's a lot of programs and stuff that helps, but it'd be really far out and not in the community. So it's not really on hand for us to get it. So maybe like more accessible to help and, you know, just everybody pitch in as a community, like it would really help a lot if we come together and not just be 
focus on ourselves as an individual. That's a good point, Rhonda. Um, you know, Kira made a, a very valid point uh, with people not wanting to ask for help. We've kind of been conditioned and, and it's kind of hard to outgrow that even once one gets into a career field where there is uh, more income coming in. Even with smaller tasks, you're kind of conditioned, <laughs> I ain't gonna ask for help. I don't want, I don't know what these people are gonna think if I do ask for help. I don't know what position that's gonna place me in in the future as I, you know, show myself in this room with these groups of people. What is that all about, right? Like, because the constant concern for how we appear, it's not superficial, it is deeper than that. Um, I, I don't know, you know, that that's just a human um, condition that we have um, and that crosses all color lines. People don't want to be embarrassed in public. And so we try to uh, reassure people that if anyone that comes to us is always in confidentiality um, and that they can come to us and speak with us and, um, and let us know what it is that they need. Um, and in turn, once they gain our trust, you know, they're able to share their res these resources with their peers. Um, and a lot of that is, especially when we were doing the um, eviction prevention program, um, there were people in the neighborhood that may, that may know a neighbor or a friend that lives there um, that is struggling. And they will tell them, you know, look, call CDC of Tampa, you know, they can help you. So sometimes you have to earn that trust. Rhonda, I like to think of it as maybe some semblance of a compound fracture because we talk mm -hmm. about eviction and that is just one portion of the story. Mm -hmm. Folks who are going through eviction are likely going through any number of things simultaneously. Correct. What does that picture so, look like? So most of the, uh, what they're going through um, and as Kira referenced is COVID. You know, a lot of people either got sick during COVID or they got laid off during COVID. And so a lot of them are just catching up um, from that. You know, maybe they were off for a certain amount of time. And so you choose food or you choose rent, you know. So sometimes that choice was food and now you're behind on rent. Um, and then we had the moratorium, of course, um, where they couldn't get evicted for a certain amount of time. But once that moratorium ended, you know, those landlords were demanding uh, those rent payments. And so we were able to step in um, and be able to help them with some of that. What did that picture look like? What was that time like in terms of trying to calm people's nerves and reassure them but the deluge of need at that specific time? So if you can uh, just imagine, you know, you have a family of four and you're the sole breadwinner um, and you're facing 30, a 30 day, 10 day notice, you know, that you have to move out. Um, it can be very, very nerve wracking. And so, our job really was to get with the landlords first, you know, to say, hey, you know, we can help these people. Can you at least give them a little more time until we can get some payments in? But I can't imagine myself um, not knowing what that future holds um, without a roof over my head. Victor, what do you make of that? Yeah. It, the need... I, it, 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 hearing these stories is because you know I'm I'm outside the uh, outside of the community a little bit. And we we do what we can to help, but nothing to the degree that the CDC does. And the, I mean, I didn't even know how terrible this this actually was with people being evicted and think and and 
at the rate that they were and, and the help that was required. And it's really opening my eyes, quite frankly, to even greater need that, that I didn't understand was out there. I mean, shame on me, I suppose. But that now being connected with the CDC, I really uh, want to be able to do what I can or what we can here at Jaffa Tilchin to be involved with that and, and pr provide any kind of information or help that we can, whether it be financial counseling, uh, money raising, whatever it is, because it, it's shocking, quite frankly, how bad the need truly is. I would imagine when you're faced with the stress of eviction, it really puts personal relationships in, in, a, in a rocky space. You know, it, it, it might make conversations really difficult to have without a little irritation because you've got real life situations in front of you. Yeah. So like I told you guys before, my mom was facing an eviction and my mom is a mom of five. She has four girls and one boy and we're all under the age of 18. So I could just imagine, well, I see the, the stress firsthand with her having to work full time and us having to go to school, but her have to stress about might not have a home to go to the next day or the landlord. Mind you, this is the house we've been living in in almost 10 plus years. And the landlord was not no longer accepting my mom's rent money. So with her stressing, we have a big family, pretty big family. So no one's going to take a family of six in in a short amount of notice. So her having to go through that and stress through that just the amount of time, like 30 days, it's like I can't even imagine what her mindset was and going through. And like you said, it does makes conversations and relationships rocky because she's very not want to say irritated but she's just stressing and not knowing how to go with things and not having no one to help her so you know it does make things a little more harder so i was very grateful for the um cbc to help her because i wouldn't know what we would have done because like i said we're a big family i imagine you love those moments where you can make her smile <laughs> Yes, I love mom so much. She's, mm -hmm. we have our moments, you know, but that's my real dog. <laughs> Rhonda, uh, philanthropic work, was it a calling? How did this happen for you? Always a calling for me, you know. My mantra is uh, God blesses you to be a blessing to other people. Um, and I've always been blessed, and I want to share my blessings with other people. CDC has been blessed uh, over the years. Um, to be able to get funding and opportunities to be able to help the community, and we will continue to do so. Victor, what, what's this calling like for you? Were you were you were you were you, were you sending that calling the voicemail, or did you pick up on the first ring? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I I used to send the call to voicemail. I'm not gonna lie, but now that getting more involved in the community, more involved in the philanthropic uh, um, aspect of it of this, what I'm realizing now is through Care Story, which is by the first, by the way, the first time in 10 or 12 years that I've ever heard from one of the families that we've been able to provide a meal for. And it's, it was, it was made me smile. It was very heartwarming. We need to get more involved. There, there needs to be more information in the community. There needs to be more help in the community. I'm going to do, my calling has become, has become greater here in, in this conversation today. And, um, clearly going to reach out to Rhonda as soon as we're done with this conversation and see, have to see uh, where, what we can do to help some more. Rhonda, what are you thankful for? 
Um, I'm thankful for uh, one organizations like uh, Joffrey Tilton uh, that recognizes the need in the community and that steps up, like Kira said, uh, not just for uh, recognition, um, but from the heart. I'm thankful for youth like Kira, who are our superstars, our rising leaders. Um, she'll be able to take over for us, you know, when we get older. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just thankful for those people that, that really have the heart for the community. Victor, what are you thankful for? I'm th obviously thankful for, for again, people like Kira and Rhonda for what they're doing and, and, and just, and all the people that have helped me reach out to the community, whether it be the, the Pilata uh, Hillsborough County area um, group for the Omega fraternity or Paul Burke and Hillsborough County school system, CDC. There's so many people that are involved and it, it just needs to grow and be more, exp more expansive. And I'm really thankful for all these people that I'm, learning to to help and meet and what they're doing in the community and how how they help it's just incredible how can people get in touch with you victor well we have our website at www.jaffetilchin.com i could spell that it's j-a-j-a-f-f-e-t-i-l-c-h-i-n.com <laughs> or reach out to me directly my give you my direct line it's 813 Two six four four seven seven seven. And Rhonda, how can folks hook up with you? So you can contact me at uh, our website, www.cdcoftampa.org, or you can contact me directly at 813-231-4362. Kira, what are you most thankful for? Um, I'd just like to back in what um, Ms. Rhonda and Victor said. I'm very thankful for uh, organizations like Victor because even though he's not in the community and he really doesn't have to deal with the stuff we have to go to because again he's not in the community he still wants to help and m help us and you know make our community better and I'm also thankful for my family you know they're they keep me going we keep each other going so yeah what what's next for you Kira what do you want to do I'm graduating class 2023, and once I turn 18 this January, I'm looking to enroll in the EMT program that CDC has with Ms. Alexandria, and I'm very excited for that. For a long time, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but when I went inside the fire academy, it just opened my eyes, because I thought being a firefighter was, like, only fighting fires and stuff, <laughs> but, like, they have, they do a lot of stuff. Like, they don't just fight fires. They also doctors and nurses and they they help people and I thought that was pretty cool so I'm very excited for that it's coming a couple of months so yeah all right we get you a stethoscope and send you on your way incredible <laughs> I love it anything either of you would like to say before I let you get out of here just thank you for the opportunity thank you as well no doubt and thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak on behalf of my community and on behalf of my family and speaking on my experience with the CDC and everything. I'm very grateful. We're grateful for you. Your community is our community. Definitely great resources. And I'll leave you with this from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Life's persistent and most urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Got to keep that part in mind. You know we do these every two weeks, so you can check these out bi-weekly. 
check out the previous podcasts. And until next time, have a good one.